You got any uh, website or Facebook or anything where people can find you? You're under the radar. I like it. I'm only on because I have to be for work, man. Play it. That's Micah Jean. Play something so they don't have to just hear my voice. It's annoying enough. Let's hopefully your guitar playing can temper that down a little bit because you are listening to the Mile High Show episode number 202. We are in the 200s already. Uh, our fourth, uh, fourth, moving into our fifth year of producing this show. And like I said, you guys are sick and tired of hearing me talk all the time. So as we did a month or so ago, uh, we did so again tonight. We turned the microphones and the recorder over to Jim Sobo, founder and creator of the Howling Coyote Tour, and his two guests, Mr. Micah Jean, who you hear playing in the background right now, and Mr. Brad Newman, who is an institution and should be institutionalized, I guess. It's a, it's a fine line. In the music scene and the, uh, and the social scene here in Prescott, Arizona, where we are based, uh, check out Jim again. That's HowlingCoyoteTour.com. Is that correct? Find all the information on Jim Sobo on the tour. 14 years they have been doing this tour, taking the best, the finest musicians in and around Arizona and taking them to the uh, to my old hometown, my old stomping grounds in the San Francisco Bay Area. They will be doing so again in a few months, but uh, with the Howling Coyote Tour. So check out HowlingCoyoteTour.com. Uh, but in the meantime, to whet your appetite, what Jim is doing is monthly here in Prescott at Mark's Beer Garden. He is featuring some of those great musicians of past tours and future tours at Mark's Beer Garden every month. And uh, the next one will be tomorrow night, March 1st, and that's what he's promoting now. It'll be Jim Sobo, Micah, Gene, and, uh, and Brad Newman. So that's what we have done. We've given the mics over. The first episode of Jim's edition to this podcast is available at milehighshow.com, where you can also find that Amazon link. So if you've got mic stands, mics, cords, guitars, tennis shoes, caps, dog food, whatever you need to get on Amazon, buy it by using that link at milehighshow.com. The traffic on that link has picked up recently. We thank you for that. Uh, you sign in like normal. You click that link. So bookmark it as your Amazon link. Bookmark milehighshow.com. Label it Amazon right there on your desktop on the home screen of your phone, of your tablet, wherever. And when you go online to shop, use that because what it does is it tells Amazon you got there through us. Doesn't cost you anything extra. You just shop away like normal. And then they give us a little taste. We get to wet our beak every month by getting a little piece of the action. And uh, it, like I said, it has picked up. So if you are using that for your home-based business, your band, your event, your organization, shoot us an email. Use that contact page at milehighshow.com. Shoot us an email, and we'll give you a little plug uh, on, uh, on the show for your participation, your support, your sponsorship if you use that. If you use it for purchasing things for your business, for your office, for whatever you're doing, Drop us a note, and we will plug away your organization, business, or event, or whatever. So thank you for using that. Continue to do so. Support the show. It keeps me, it helps me not having to go to your house and borrow money or try and sleep on your couch if i got a steady income coming in. What What was I drinking there, Jim? Uh, that Vosteiner. German German Pilsner and pizza and salad I may never go home I may never record I may never record in my garage again if I can be here at the Sobo residence oh one other thing before we cut loose uh, April 1st we got a special event coming up so check milehighshow.com follow our Facebook page our Twitter and Instagram more information to come Monday April 1st a live event right here in Prescott Arizona uh, we want to see you there. Pack the place out. More info to come. Just mark it on your calendar. Uh, as soon as we uh, we have that information public, we'll we'll dish it out to you. So again, the Howling Coyote Tour episode number two of the Howling Coyote Radio Hour is coming at you right now, featuring Jim Sobo, Brad Newman, and Mike G. Thank you, Mike. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the second episode of the Howling Coyote Radio Hour. Uh, I am honored and privileged to have two great local performers. We do this broadcast out of Prescott, Arizona. If you've never been to Prescott, Arizona, it's a gorgeous little hamlet, 6,000 feet up in the mountains, uh, west of Sedona, west of... uh, um, I'm pretty much on your way to Flagstaff, but somewhere between Flagstaff and, and Sedona. Gorgeous, gorgeous area. If you've never been here before, I do encourage you to come up and check it out. Um, I think it's one of the best music scenes in the state, actually, and I've been throughout the uh, state, and I have good reason to uh, think so. So I've got two tremendous artists here uh, tonight. Micah, please tell me the proper pronunciation of your last name. I, I don't want to screw that up. Micah Jean, excellent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's not so hard. That's Mr. Micah, <laughs> one vowel. Mr. Micah Jean, and and um, uh, Arizona treasure in so many different ways. Mr. Brad Newman is is here, and we're going to hear a little bit of music. We're going to talk a little bit about music, and just have a great time. Um, so first off, let me tell you a little bit about the Howlin' Coyote Tour. What it is is every single year for the last 13 years, I've been taking local singer songwriters up to the San Francisco Bay Area to showcase them. And I was so amazed when I moved here about 20 years ago on what talent there was in this area and throughout the state that I needed to share that with my favorite musical community, which is the San Francisco Bay Area and specifically north of the Bay. Um, Great, great places to play up there. There's still newspapers that'll put some press in there for local artists. There's still great radio stations that will play local artists and it still has that spirit that it did from back in the 60s and so that's what the Howlin' Coyote Tour is you can go to howlingcoyotetour.com and check that out so what you're hearing right now behind me is Mr. Brad Newman and so let's talk a little bit about Brad and talk to Brad but first I think it's important let's just hear a song because that's what this show is all all about so Brad why don't you just play us whatever you'd like sir You might find me at this table With my friend Finn and my friend John And old Murphy tells us stories Of days long gone, long gone and We might take a glass together Whiskey makes it all seem so clear It fires our dulled imaginations And I feel so near, so near I feel so near to the howling of the wind I feel so near to the crashing of the waves I feel so near to the flowers in the field I feel so near The old man looks across the island Says this place is running thin There's too much distance now between us We might all fall in, all fall in No distance between the spirits of the living No distance between the spirits of the dead As he looked across the island He proudly said, proudly said so near to the howling of the wind I feel so near to the crashing of the waves I feel so near to the flowers in the field I feel so near Now the distance seems to run before us journey is almost gone 
there's so much bitter we might all be gone all be gone so we tie our hands together we know that life brings us near and as we gather on the headlands the children here, children here. I feel so near to the howling of the wind. I feel so near to the crashing of the waves. I feel so near to the flowers in the field. I feel so near. feel so near to the howling of the wind I feel so near to the crashing of the waves I feel so near to the flowers in the field I feel so near Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Brad Newman. Let's talk to Mr. Brad Newman. Hi, Brad. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Great to see you. Am I seeing you on this podcast? No, I'm not seeing you, but I'm hearing you. And you are better heard than seen. And, Thank uh, you so much. We yeah, all, I have aren't a we all? face for radio. That's what I'm told all the time. <laughs> so uh, was that a new song? Well, that's something from uh, my, my expedition to Ireland after my run with the Howling Coyotes. Uh, boy, did we have a ball. Yeah. And from there, I just pretty much bounced first to a little town called New York City and an event I played at, on the, uh, at a beautiful home in the Hamptons, a wedding party. And I had played for her wedding in a beautiful resort in southern Utah. And while I was in San Francisco with you, phone rings. And the old man says, you played for my wife, you know, for the birthday party. Oh, yes, sir. It was wonderful. A beautiful resort and lovely group. What a great time. Well, we're having another party here at the house, and uh, she wants you to play. And, well, that's terrific. Where's that? East Hampton, New York. <laughs> well, that's lovely. I'm currently in San Francisco playing some gigs, but I'm from Prescott, Arizona. And he goes, well, so what do you need? A plane from what, Phoenix or Tucson, or what's the deal? And I said, well, well yeah. <laughs> and I need a car. <laughs> and I need this much money. <laughs> and I said, for this much money, you can get the real Jackson Brown. You don't need to get the fake Jackson Brown. <laughs> well, he books me. We come to an agreement and uh, play the wonderful birthday party with this beautiful home. And, and uh, took the opportunity, being on that far across the planet, to take up an invitation from uh, a lovely family who had been bugging me for a long time you gotta come over to ireland they'd love you and all my people came from ireland my grandparents all four of my grandparents yeah. came from west cork ireland and these folks have a home in west cork ireland they said you got to come they're gonna love you they love the cowboy music they love the western they love your songs about the grand canyon and they love it all <laughs> and so i did text them and i goes, it's a good time and they booked me in uh, seven pubs wow. in nine days Wow. And, uh, and, of course, the, the, the passport guy, have you ever been to Europe? I said, I've been to Rocky Point, Mexico. <laughs> That's my. So I get over there, and I did. it was wonderful. And the people are just ridiculous, and they do love the American music. And I got to stand on the southernmost edge of Ireland, which is there's a 700-foot cliff into the sea. And, um, and, in fact, there's a great little fishing village and, and the pubs. And every window had a star wars poster or a star wars memorabilia the action huh. fan. yeah exactly what i said yeah. so i asked my bartender i said darling uh, why do you have all the star wars uh, material in this little village at the edge of nowhere and she goes well look up on the wall here and there's a framed letter and a gilded framed letter from george lucas thanking the people of, 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 excuse me, but Baltimore, as you, you know about Baltimore, well, the original Baltimore is Ireland, and uh, thanking them for their cooperation during the filming of the Star Wars. And she looks at me and she goes, you remember the last scene in Star Wars when she gives the lightsaber to Luke on the island? I say, well, of course. And she points out in the bay and says, that's the island. <gasps> and she goes, don't say anything, but that's the first scene in the next movie. <laughs> so standing there 
in the crashing of the waves and the howling of the wind and the wildflowers and never stop. And I'm there in the August of the year and I never had rain. So that little wow. tune. And then, of course, the school, there was these school kids and they're all in uniform because everybody goes to Catholic school. And, uh, and the kids are in uniform and I'm seeing them get off the bus and they're kind of marching into the home. And so hence the song. So it, one of those things that kind of happens by itself. Did you write it when you were there? Uh, I wrote it on the plane on the way home with the help of the guy oh, sitting next to me. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and found the chords for it later and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Anyway. So, so uh, just just so we can back up a little bit here, you are listening to Brad Newman. Brad Newman, um, gosh, Brad, I don't want to put a number on it, but you've been playing around here for a little while. Since I was a college kid at Yavapai College, the year the college campus opened. I used oh, to play the Lord. Pizza Hut on Gurley Street. When now it's, a, I think, a car sales uh, place. And, um, I, I, and me and my buddy Clay would show up literally at the girls' dorm. And we'd just come <laughs> in and move our equipment in. And, and the, what's going on here? No, we were, we were hired by the student council. We are supposed to play. And by the time the cops came, we'd already had <laughs> 40, 50 girls, you know, down there in their little 90s. And we were singing in the, in the, little, uh, the little fireplace in, the, in Manzanita Hall at uh, Yavapai College. And all around and... Um, sure. And Mingus Mountain, a lot of, lot of time uh, uh, around the old campfire on uh, Mingus Mountain for a couple of thousand kids who had uh, come to our ranch for um, environmental camp or Camp Easter Seal or computer camp. And, and I get all these guys that come to a show now and they have their wives and their kids and they'll say, play that song about Geronimo. Because uh, I heard you play that when I was in camp, when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And and um, so I moved here approximately about 20 years ago. There's a, uh, there's a place here in town at that time called Coyote Joe's. Oh, yes. And Coy- Coyote Joe's is where um, I got the name for the Howling Coyote Tour. Oh, yes. uh, Howling Coyotes being original singer-songwriters from Coyote Joe's that I used to see on the beautiful stage oh, man, we that, loved it, man. that uh, was Dave a, Whitley helped oh, build, and yes. I'm sure there was a stage there a before Dave's stage. Well, before and, there was a stage, we were just on the flagstone. Yeah. And I played there on the 4th of July in seven, 1976. If you couldn't be in Philadelphia, you'd be in Prescott, Arizona for the Bicentennial, and I played that stage with a band called Bodacious. Bodacious? Bodacious. You ever hear of them? No. Oh, jeez. They... God, we were. Anyway, you want to, you want you want you want to hear one from that? Yeah, day? absolutely. From that night. Yes, okay. please. All right, and I'll just give you the shortened version because you all know this one. But got to play this with a great band on bicentennial night in Prescott, Arizona, in the backyard. It was then called Canarios, and the stage hadn't been built. But... On the road, rushing under my wheels. Looking back at the years rolling by like so many summer fields. In '65, I was 17 and running up one on one. I don't know where I'm running now, I'm just running on. Running on, running on empty and running blind Running into the sun and I'm running behind Honey, you really tempt me You know the way you look so fine I'd like to learn your name but I'm running behind no, I don't even know what I was hoping to find Running into the sun and running behind Well, you all know that one. But uh, that was a big night in my Fender Telecaster. Wow, you used to play the uh, threw, electric, threw did you? it in the back of my GTO and <laughs> tore out of that bar and thinking, man. <laughs> and uh, tore out of that bar and was on Iron Springs Road, and the Chevy truck pulls up, 
And he's like, next to me and my GTO. And I go, yeah, man, let's go. And the light there at Ponderosa Mall. And uh, the sheriff told me I was doing 104 through that intersection, but he only wrote me up for 90 because it was the sheriff's truck. I'm drag racing the sheriff <laughs> and for the July on. But here we are laughing before we went on air. He wrote me a ticket for 90. No, come on now. Be careful, Brad. Get yourself home. <laughs> all right. Those were the days, huh? Those were the days. Yeah. Just... You know, I say it on stage all the time. There wasn't long ago when we used to have fun in Prescott. Right. It used yeah. to be kind of fun. Yeah. Now, oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, amazing. And so, when the first time I saw you, at when you know, now we're going twenty years from that time, which was twenty years ago for me. Uh, was uh, at Joe's, and you were a staple there for many, many years, as you've been a staple yep. everywhere. So music, I was, now let's take it way back. Okay. Let, let's take it way back. So music, what, what, how did you get into music? How did you get into playing well, the, the, the I guitar? I was in the school band. I played trumpet in the band at Kiva School. But uh, i got to tell you, it's a pretty simple story, and it's repeated often uh, among young people like me. But uh, we knew, although we never heard them, the buzz in sixth grade was, you got to see the Ed Sullivan show this Sunday. Oh, my God. You, the Beatles are on Ed Sullivan this Sunday. The what? The who? And I'm a cowboy and no kidding. And Pima Reservation, you know, border. Anyway. Oh, really? And so I'm one of eight kids. And the, so the eight of us are piled on the top of each other in my parents' bedroom to watch the Ed Sullivan show. And the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan. And let's all remember the night we saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. And if you haven't seen them, Micah, you need to YouTube the Beatles' first performance on Ed Sullivan. Because among other things, the Beatles were really good. They were a very, very polished musicians. Yeah, and their live tight. musicianship was unparalleled. And as a human unit your ear had never heard those chords. And this is one of the things that just you, you couldn't get away from that sound because you never heard that chord uh, that John and Paul pretty much created. You know? And anyway, saw the Beatles on Sunday night. Oh, my God. Bought a guitar from my barber on Thursday. I was in a band on Saturday. <laughs> And uh, about a week or two, it was soon, it was the February when the Beatles were ending, so right soon, I have the big meeting, and I'm told you, I'm one of eight kids, so imagine the dining room table. Looks like the boardroom, you know, at, at, at Amazon or something. The big meeting with mom and dad, because I'm going to be in a band, but they're high school kids. And not only were they high school kids, they were in public school. Ooh. So they have the big meeting. We're going to let you be in this band. You got to keep your grades up. We all had our chore chart. You had to keep your household chores up. And I was a cowboy, and I had a horse of my own. I had taken care of other people's horses and cattle. You got to keep all your stuff up, and we'll let you stay in this band. And I remember my dear mother sitting in her chair and saying, this is a fad. This will be over by summer. <laughs> And, of course, the Beatles made more money last year than they did in 1964. And Paul's still on tour. And I'm still playing. My brother Jimmy is a professional musician. Paul's last album, I really oh, enjoyed terrific. it. Terrific. Yeah, and Station, uh, my yeah. brother Jimmy's a professional musician in Scottsdale. My son Ethan is a professional musician, considered the most sought-after bass player in Arizona, recording and touring and performing tonight and most every night in the Valley or somewhere neat. So, no, Mom, it wasn't a fad. It didn't go away. That's amazing. So, and, I, and then I'm a Beatle and I'm in a Beatle band, but then I got to tell you, um, the guy that I never got the benefit of a lesson, but there was a guy that gave lessons to my brother Denny. And he was a fine fellow and a guitar player, and he was kind of cool. He had a big electric guitar, but he said, Come here, you got to hear this. And he put on the freewheeling Bob Dylan. So, yeah, and that was pretty much the separation. That was the separation. Yeah. That was the end of the electric guitar. I got to get an acoustic guitar with S&H green stamps. And now I'm playing at, um, it's still out there, as a coffee shop in Scottsdale. And, um, you know, it was kind of the folk scene, and I'm like 15. 
but I'm getting the gig with some friends, and, and we were mostly blues. And I learned a lesson then, Jim, and all you listeners, and Micah, listen up. So there I am coming into this joint. I wish I could remember the Poor name. Poor Micah. There's, oh, Blue Goat, the Blue Goat. It's still down there. Blind going in. And uh, I'm setting up, and um, you have more equipment in your living room than we had in those days, you know. But I'm setting up, and there's the proprietor, and, and, and uh, I said, you know, thank you so much for letting us be here today, and thanks for letting us play, and we're going to organize you know, draft resistance, and we're going to get a group good together so we can go to march down, and, this and, that, and we're going to stop the war. And the guy goes, look, Brad, you're here for one reason, to sell hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not selling more hamburgers, then you're not here. Are we clear? <laughs> and I'd like to bring that to Cotty Joe's and Brick and Bones and to Rafter 11. And wherever I am, I know that our role is to support the institution, to support the bartenders. And the, don't tip me if you're not getting, you don't take your tip for the bartender and tip me. No, tip your waitress and your bartender and your waiter and something later for the musician and support the institution we're in. I know how that works. And that's yeah. okay with me too. Yeah. And that's where a song that I can't possibly remember right now tip your waitress you know tip that waitress she's been waiting on you don't put a quarter down put on a five or two tip that waitress her brother's on crack her dad was a nom she's still working tables but not for long tip that waitress she's really a nursing student you know Anyway, so uh, <laughs> he's gone now. That's all I, I I drove Jim right out of the room, and he's the host of the show. <laughs> That's a bad sign. A bad sign. <laughs> all right. So um, uh, okay. So um, yeah, Bob Dylan definitely. Yeah. Um, and so one of the concepts of the Helen Coyote tour, you know, per Bob Dylan, I would probably say, was one man or one person. One musician, one voice, one instrument, and my thing is if and one paycheck split by three guys, you know, <laughs> you'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> is is if you can pull that off, yeah, right, and that's why I, I love that Jackson Brown acoustic tour that he yeah. did, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can pull that off, and without all the bells and whistles, then to me, you're a real performer and a yeah. real artist yeah. and a real uh, songwriter. And as you were saying, going into venues and supporting the venue and reading the crowd and all those things, you know, that's kind of what it is to be mm -hmm. an artist mm -hmm. and to be you're a telling a story. You know, it's yeah. part of the reason I'm not in a band. And, and, and no, I love being a player and I play often with my pal Mike McDowell on lead guitar. He's the master of the Stratocaster, and he's a wonderful man, and he's a great musician. Uh, I've been with other guys, and God bless them, they're very talented, but they go into that 17-minute guitar solo, and on stage, i got to say, look, man, we're telling a story. We're telling a story. They're going to forget why the friend of the devil is running away from the sheriff if you're 17 minutes into this thing, and we're all just supposed to be amazed at your finger play. You know, cut it out. I had a very high compliment if I may, um, a couple of months ago, I played the Palace. Played the Palace. It's great to be back at the Palace, you know, in Prescott, Arizona, right in the dead center of Whiskey Row. And uh, the thing was 60s, uh, you know, songwriters, singer-songwriters of the 70s, sorry. Singer-songwriters of the 70s. So I did a night of Gordon Lightfoot, James Taylor, Jackson Brown, of course, Bob Dylan. And it was a lot of fun. And I told little stories, and we all know stories, and I've heard stories. And I will say, Jackson Brown told me that that whole song didn't happen in Winslow. It actually happened in Flagstaff. He told me it happened in Flagstaff, but he liked the sound of the word Winslow. Mm -hmm. So he wrote her about Winslow. But he told me it actually happened in Flagstaff. And people look at me like, you're looking at me. And I said, yeah, he told me that. He told about 7,000 people <laughs> at the same time. But uh, he was looking yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, that, anyway, that was just, and then James Taylor, of course, Sweet Baby James is for his nephew that was named after him, and he's coming to see him for the first time, and it kind of, it's all little stories about how the songs came to be, but I was leaving the gig, and it was a great gig, sold out and everything, and a gentleman walked up, and a lot of people stopped by, and they say hi, and thanks, and this guy shakes my hand and says, I've never seen anybody connect with an audience like you. 
And I said, well, thank you very much. I said, tell the boss. Yeah. And he says, I am the boss. <laughs> He's the guy that just bought the palace. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah. 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 That's what and it's that's, all it's, it's that special moment. I'm, I'm sure that as singer songwriters and musicians, that's what we that's that's what, that's what we for. strive for. That's you know? what we're there yeah. for. You know, again, my I, son. I, for me personally, anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I, if I don't, if they don't see me smile and they don't feel my energy out there, well, and they don't feel that I'm I'm telling a, something that they can relate it, to. Right. And even us guys that are covering people, right. but you make it yours. Yeah. And the point of that song, like a poem, is is touch everybody. You know, and and we can cover it, and yet make it our own. You know, my son, you know, most sought after bass player in Arizona, but many times. But he's also a great. Oh, he's a tremendous musician and he connects with his audience. I don't care. You know, we had a light night and I'm playing for the for the for the bus boys, but they were liking it. And uh, my and and at Kylie Joe's and, you know, Brad's music menu. I put the Brad's music menu. I got a two page, both sides of the page list of songs I put on tables when I go to place. And it's fun because it says music menu entrees. You know, Jackson Brown, Bob Dylan, you know, and salads, you know, and the waitresses sometimes go, people ask me, they want they want the Bob Dylan uh, dessert. <laughs> no, that's just the song titles. But, uh, and I get, and it says, uh, you deserve a brick today. And write a request on a napkin and send it up. And, and after the break, usually, I get a stack of, of napkins. And then I start playing. And a buddy of mine once said, do you ever even look at those requests? You know, do you ever play the requests? I say, sure I do. But it takes me an hour and a half to say what I came down here to say. And I got to say what I came down here to say, uh, whether yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. the girl or the family or the environment or the politics or the TV or the kids or the parents or whatever I'm here to say, I feel like I got to say. Can I say something about um, my nephew's wedding? Yes, please. Okay. He got married. And it was a beautiful event. And... Um, they, uh, Shaney asked me, she was so sweet, she was so hungover, and she said, <laughs> uh, we were up at Lake Powell, Lake Powell. That's and, what's and, great uh, about being live. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Kevin was kind of nodding her, go ahead, ask him, ask him. Could you play us a song at our wedding that lasts about three minutes? Because we're going to say our vows to each other, and we're going to say them privately, and you can sing a song while, can you do that, please? You bet, darling, you know, you bet. So can I share with you what, what we came Please, up with? Please, yes. Because it yes. came in at three minutes and four seconds, and then I'm going to get out of Michael's way. <laughs> Imagine this beautiful estate, hotel, motel, golf course, huge thing in San Diego, overlooking the ocean and the whole thing. And you all know that a head, a Tory head, is like the uh, peninsula that uh, juts into the ocean. Everybody got that now? Okay, we got that. There's more than a few years in this hotel. Always been a beauty, you can tell. The lights on the lawn, how they shine. They twinkle as the elevator winds. But there's a couple on the corner of the bar. Traveled light and clearly traveled far. And there's nothing she can learn about his heart. So they're sitting there a thousand miles apart. Baby, let's not ever get that way. I'll say whatever words I need to say. I'll throw pebbles at your window from the street. We'll call ourselves the flagship of the fleet. There's a lady shining shoots up by the door. Cowboy boots are seven dollars more. And I remember how you love to see them shine. So I run upstairs and get a pair of mine. And there's a painting on the wall above the bed. Watercolor skies and Tory head. And I see you in that summer when we met. 
The boy you left in tears in his Corvette Baby, let's not ever get that way Would you cancel all the plans I ever made And I'll drive you to the ocean in the street And we'll call ourselves the flagship of the fleet Awesome. Anyway, well, look, thank you, you so you've much, got a real Brad. Old musician with you tonight. Micah is a talented <laughs> young man, and I don't want—I don't want to. Oh, that's good. That's my—that's uh, my intention at a wedding, and I do play my share of weddings. Everybody out there, and uh, my intention is to get the bridesmaids. <laughs> get them all crying and, and these beautiful bridesmaids I go do you have an aunt I can meet <laughs> oh, but, uh, um, oh Uncle Brad oh Uncle Brad <laughs> I didn't play the end of that and since Micah said he's near tears the end of that is really uh, um, you know anyway we'll come tomorrow night to Mark's Beer Garden and find out we'll play the end of it oh but um, um so is there anything that you'd like to talk about about what you're doing around town or about uh, uh, Facebook, um, the Book of Faces, Brad Newman, a natural showman. And that's our friend Tracy Horn. You know, they think they own you. And she's uh, branded me as the natural performer, you know, pictures from the Grand Canyon and the river when I'm playing at the campfire and I'm in the woods and I'm playing where nobody can hear me and drop a stone and nobody hears it in the tree falls. That's my kind of play. And uh, or Facebook, Brad Newman has the roster. And of course, people call me at 713-1979-928-713-1979 in a topical and humorous phone message that has uh, my current listings um, there. I'm often at Rafter 11 uh, out in Prescott Valley in the Entertainment District. Great venue, beautiful place, lovely staff, fabulous goodies, you know, to eat and uh, wines, of course, and all that stuff. And you come out of the movie or you're going into the movie at the Harkins, you stop by Rafter 11 and we do a few tunes. El Charo Norte in Chino Valley, beautiful patio, watch the sunset over the rolling purple hills and have a margarita and we'll do some music. And here and there and um, everywhere, even up at the touch mark lately, lately. So, um, you know, wow. I'm out there. Wow, man. And we are blessed to to have you. Oh, come on. Oh, it's true. Come it's on. true. It's Look, true. I got to leave. I got to give Micah plenty of time. And also, Judge <laughs> Mackey said I could either do this or pick up litter. So, All right. I'm, well, I'm, thank I'm, you for doing your community I, service thank here. Thank you. you. But, Jim, Allen I'm going to ask you to sign the little form. Radio hour. If you don't mind signing the form, you know, and uh, send it <laughs> I will. in. I'll say okay. it was one hour. Thank you. Yes. One hour. Okay. Thanks. All right. Every hour counts. Down next okay. to the Granite Creek, you were there picking up <laughs> trash. No, I was here <laughs> instead. Okay. And thank you all very much. So, and, ladies uh, and gentlemen, that was Mr. Brett. And, and it's actually on Facebook. It's, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash... Or backslash Bradley J. Newman. No, no, right? no, 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 no. It's Brad Newman, a okay. natural performer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Bradley J. Newman is me. Okay. But that's another that's another life. That's another life. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other Brad. And the world's there's collide. This loser out there or, with the a same loser name out there. Him, and know? he's out there running up this tab and running off these women. And it's uh it's, it's I don't know how this happens, but uh Okay. But yes, if you want to see Brad Newman tomorrow night, yes. it's going to be at Mark's Beer Garden with myself and uh, Micah Jean um, at uh, Mark's Beer Garden from 6 to 9 p.m. Tomorrow is March 1st. And it what a is. beautiful, beautiful March. Oh, way to start. Way to, I know. Like I mean, a, we just had. Like a, a lamb. Like a lamb coming in like I a lamb. I know. We just had. I mean, give us only like half a week ago, and a I was shoveling about a, a thousand pounds today. of snow. Oh yeah, no, it was incredible. Yeah, but, uh, that's another. Yeah, thing. so yeah. it's yeah. going to be a great, great night, and I'm honored and privileged to All be right. playing with both of these so these, these great guys. Want to pad me out of here? And uh, okay, everybody. All right. See you. Thank you, Brad. See you downriver. All right, so come come check out Brad. All right, so very quickly before we move on to another fresh artist and some music, so and and some. So and some integrated talk and some so inspired talk. <laughs> Easy now. Okay. Easy now. So if anyone wants to catch episode one, episode one uh, featured 
um, the folks that I took on the last tour, uh, which was Tommy Anderson and Miss Rosemary Tracy. And I also had on that episode a gentleman that was actually on the fourth tour, um, Nick Canuel, and his new performer, new writing partner, uh, Sean Patrick McDermott. And that was on episode one. You can hear all of those performances on episode one. And thank you to MileHighShow.com and Mr. Matt Santos for that. And now let's barrel into some more live entertainment and start talking to Micah, Micah Jean? Okay, okay. Um, right, so Micah I saw two years ago um, at a place here called The Point. And in fact, um, I'm not sure if it was that same night, but it was very close to that same night that I saw Rosemary Tracy, who I, I ended up taking I ended up taking on, uh, on the tour last year. Um, so this next tour is going to be number 14. He, he, he does. He's just going to talk first, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and I was so taken by his uh, music and so inspired that um, I, 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 I bravely went up to him and asked him for his, his phone number. Bye, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> Say hi to Sheriff Joe for me. <laughs> okay. Um so uh I bravely walked up to to Micah and I asked him for his name. I said that I was inspired by him. And so what does it take to inspire me? Um it takes a, again a uh an a musician that writes their own uh, music, that plays their own music on their own instrument, and that sings their own music live, and is able to capture the hearts and the souls of, of the folks in that venue at that time, and make some type of uh, connection. And, and that, that night that I saw you, uh, I definitely felt that, and I felt very in inspired by you. And so I decided to walk up and, and say, say hi. Um, so tell me, uh, well, I'll tell you what, music is the best thing to, uh, introduce people with. So do we, we have a, a line in, go ahead and, and plug in and Micah, why don't you, um, play us an original song and, and that will be a good lead in to let our audience get to know you. I think there's no better expression to, to get to know an artist than by, by hearing their, their music. the heart sings There's no way of knowing You can lose things In the moment you got to let things go Let your heart soar Don't have a back door, ain't gonna work no more. Ain't gonna work no more. But if you go all in, you see what'll happen. You won't be wondering, you won't be wondering, no. You won't be wondering, no. When 
heart is flying You ain't afraid of dying Only coming down When you see bad weather You can lose your tether A simple comfort comes When you can see the ground But if you go all in Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And and Micah is very, very brave because I, last time I actually saw Micah was that night when I approached him and asked him for his, his phone number. Knows nothing about me. I could be a serial killer. Um, just saying, <laughs> come on over to a podcast. It's a good thing you have a yeah. friendly face, Jim. <laughs> um, yeah. So and, and not only that, but to have to like stand before Brad and, and, and get that energy thrown in your face is, is, is not, not, not an easy, easy thing either. Um, so, uh, tell me, you know, how, uh, have, did you, are you from Prescott? Did you come here? How, how did you find, how did you find Prescott, Arizona? Prescott is, uh, first home I've had in, uh, since childhood, really. Wow. Um, it's been a long journey getting here. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I came here with my wife. We we met down in Tucson. Uh, that last song was about uh, when I it was considering marrying my wife and and the uh, you know the the abandon that it takes to really go all in and commit to something. Yeah. And uh, this discovery that can be found there. Yeah. And the joy that can be found there. That's beautiful. <clears throat> so uh, we um, we traveled around Arizona. Uh, we're in a few different places. We were up in Sholo. We were uh, down in uh, Florence, uh, near St. Anthony's Monastery. Uh, wow. We lived in Payson for a little while. We were just looking for a place to call home, yeah. and uh, Prescott's it, you know. And and I haven't I haven't really had a place that I felt like I could call home since That's since I was awesome. a kid. So, is, and, and uh, you said that deal. you originally came from from Tucson. Uh, well, I uh, I landed in Tucson with my family after quite a bit of traveling. Okay, um, but I grew up on Woodby Island. Oh really? Northern Washington, yeah. Wow, gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it rains like you know three hundred and thirty days a year up yeah, there, and they have their own plant species that that uh, would be the equivalent of a, a rainforest. It's funny uh, though; all my childhood memories was sunny days. I guess I blocked all the rest of it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that? Yeah, that that is that is a good a good childhood though, right? It was. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. Gorgeous. Wow. But I left there pretty young. Um, um, me and my dad went traveling, um, and not by my choice. He he uh, dragged me out of a bad situation and took me mm. on the road to. To go track my mom down, who had, uh, you know, kind of gone off on her own path, and mm. and uh, we, were, my dad was trying to put the family back together, and uh, wow, um, so we hit the road and traveled around a bit, and, uh, and that's where I that's where I picked up gu- guitar. I didn't really have anything else. I didn't have school. I didn't have friends. I pretty much hated my dad at that time, yeah. and uh, he was my road buddy. So. Uh, <laughs> but he had a guitar and he'd been playing my whole life and, okay. and, uh, he, uh, he told me that if I learned to play the guitar, he'd give me his guitar when he died. And it was, uh, it inspired me to start, uh, playing guitar. Wow. And, uh, while we were on the road, um, we'd be, you know, hitchhiking around and, and, uh, 
on the side of the road or, you know, at camp or whatever. And, and that's what I had was, was music and uh, really got me through that time. And it's got wow. me through many more. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a great thing about the acoustic six string or 12 string is that it travels with you, you know, yeah. in the back of your car, in the back of your van, on a, on a plane, on a boat, wherever you need to go. And it, and you can carve out your own imagination, your own, little world you know in the songs that you write and it's beautiful yeah. like what you were saying it brings about a lot of peace to the ability you. to it's connect a- with people as well it's uh there's something really special about music it's uh, it's like the only language that surpasses the language barriers and can like speak to the heart of somebody that has no idea what you're saying but the music speaks louder than the lyrics even yeah it's so true uh especially i, I can imagine in that situation if you're cruising around and somebody hears you playing and they walk up and say hi, I mean, um, you know, there's your there's your bridge right right there to yeah. meeting people just because they they hear it and they're drawn to it. And you're you're exactly right. It's it's kind of the the unspoken international language that um, we all find um, solace in and shelter and peace. And, um, yeah, it's, it's truly, truly powerful. So how, I mean, that story you just told me, I think I'm going to write a song about that. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, going on the road, looking for your mom and being with your dad and having your dad say, if you learn how to play uh, the guitar, I'll give you mine. I mean, that's God, there's a story. There's a song there. If, if, if if there ever was one, it's my guitar now. Yeah, is rest it? his soul. Wow. So did so do you do you have that that guitar? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite guitar to play. What what kind of uh, guitar a, is it's it? It's a classical concert classical. Okay. Um, it's uh it doesn't have uh, electric pickups or anything. It's an right. old guitar from the sixties. He paid a thousand dollars for it in the sixties. Wow. Uh, lived so in a van for in his in his VW for three months. Probably handmade. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, maybe a, even it's Spanish. A, a bazo. It's oh, actually okay. Japanese. Is it really? Yeah, wow. Bazo, yeah. Interesting. It's, uh, it's a beautiful guitar. To this day, the most, uh, the best playing classical guitar I've ever played. Well, you and I actually share a similarity. Um, I still, to this day, I was given a guitar by my dad who owned a pawn shop at, the, at that time. Um, and he gave me an Ibanez, just an Ibanez six string. Um, he originally gave me a 12 string and it was just too much for my little, little hands. Yeah. So I stripped six strings off it and then he's like, okay, well, <laughs> if, if you don't want that, I can sell that one. It was gorgeous, blonde, 12 string Ibanez plug-in. So he took that back and he gave me a, an Ibanez six string that he happened to have. And to this day, it's still the guitar that I play and it's, That's there's, awesome. and it's, it's Korean made. There's nothing really special about it. Other than it's probably, you know, 50 years old at this point. Um, you know, I guess they just made things maybe a little bit better back back then. I, I don't know. But it's the only guitar that represents me. And it's, cool. the only, it's the only guitar that I feel connected to. There's something about old guitars, too. Yeah. The age, I like, I don't know if it's like the vibration that goes into them, like, stays there somehow. Yeah. Like, the, it just makes them sound better. Yeah. But and, I, yeah. I love old guitars. It doesn't, like, the ones that just look horrible, like, oh, my gosh, that thing's about to fall apart. And then this old timer strums in it, and it's like magic. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. They uh, they take on a life of their own, and they take on a character of their own, and a sound of, of their own. I agree. It's wood. It's it's a living thing to a certain extent. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, I've known people that have had Martins over the years, and I it really bugs me when I see really crappy players playing really nice uh, uh, guitars. You know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's our bridge to each other is that we both you know have guitars that were gifted to us by our by our dads you know and that's that that's a beautiful connection a beautiful story thank you so much for for sharing that with me absolutely yeah um so when did you start to chip away at your own songwriting and 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 find your own voice too i personally i can say that i struggle with my voice when i was in my 20s and even early 30s i was in a band and i was trying to be a rock singer Uh i was trying to find my uh, voice and and, it, you know, it turns out, as it turns out, I was just really an acoustic uh, singer-songwriter. Um, so when did you find all those things, your your true voice and your 
your where you the the well that you draw your your song craft from i started playing when i was 13 and uh and i was i was probably nine 18 or 19 when i really started writing so i played for a, a good bit just working on travis picking that my dad taught me um and it, it, yeah, it really wasn't until later that I really even ventured into the singer-songwriter um, arena, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, in your, gosh, in our, I don't know about the rest of you, but guys in their 20s, we're lost, you know, complete oh, yeah. dweebs. We're just, we're just trying, trying to figure it out, Absolutely you know. Absolutely trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, so, uh yeah. And I was I was trying to I was trying to stay sober at the time. Yeah. Uh, at seventeen, I decided to to really uh, dedicate to to being sober. Okay. And uh, so music was definitely a, a place I could go, you know, to get away from you know everything else. Yeah. And had have something positive to pour myself into. Wow. And uh, as far as finding my voice, I think I'm still trying to find my voice. Yeah. I, I, I sing uh, differently in a lot of my songs. And yeah. Like, my voice sounds very different depending yeah. on the song. Yeah. Um, no, it's I have it's a few rough. that sound rock-ish as yeah. I can make it. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. A few that I, you know, sound as country-ish as I can make it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I really, it's about the music, really. I, I really don't start... Uh, writing anything, those the lyrics or the the melodies or any of that until the until I a feeling from the piece of music captivates me and inspires me in some way. Otherwise, it's it, it's it's harder for me to like have a song and then try and find the music that best complements the, the story I'm telling. It's it's easier to like have the music inspire the story out of me. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Songwriting is a, it's, it's a strange thing to to figure out. Whether, you know, uh, you play the music first and the chords first and you try to put a melody over the top of that or you're just driving down the road and a melody comes into your head and you're like, oh, wow, that's a great melody. And then you try to play that on the guitar and you're like, wow, this is going to be a lot harder than I than I thought it was uh -huh. going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, various people have various ways of song crafting. And, um, and the way I like to do it is not always the way it happens. You know, like right. sometimes it's just like some, something else happens and, and uh, you know, the lyrics of something just come to me and, and I'm forced to just, I have to somehow find the music that tells this story. Yeah, and but, it makes you a better a better musician sometimes when you hear the melody and then try to find the chords to match the melody because it's not something that you know, would just naturally pop out. It's something you have to really work at, you know, right. And, and, and right. you have to figure out what the heck is, is, how can I pull this sound out of my, my guitar? Right. And that's, I mean, songwriting is, is absolutely, uh, an experience of growth. It's always, it's always stretching. You know, you always have to, to be able to rise to the challenge of, right. of uh, somehow being able to captivate that emotion that you're, that you're trying to, uh, share with people and, yeah. and somehow put it in a bottle and being and be able to like see say here this is this is what it it feels like you know right, to be yeah. where I'm at and you know to be able to connect with that uh with in that way with people it's special it doesn't it doesn't always happen but when it does it's it is it's special well the, let's pull out one of your faves <clears throat> well I really enjoyed hearing hearing Brad um uh his tunes like you're saying like that like the folks up in our over in ireland uh really appreciate those cowboy tunes i uh there's something about that those old cowboy tunes i i really enjoyed too and i really enjoyed hearing him play and the fact that he actually got to grow up a cowboy uh made me made me think of this song it's one of my more recent songs i hope you enjoy it <laughs> I wish I was born a cowboy Some kind of simple man Wake up with the sunrise Just living the best I can Three squares a day Like mama used to make my own farm, a bit of beef to care for 
sun up a few mules to break Come home, good woman to hug me Sundown, bit of love to make What I have is lessons that I've learned Living out on the land Some things a man sees he'll not forget Even if I could It makes me who I am Lord knows life's about Living, learned you can't trust your fate. Thank God it's not about what we're given. Life's about what we make. So no matter what the road brings, I can put it in a song. Each life. Some song to sing Helps to sing alone Helps to sing alone Helps to sing alone Helps to sing simple man wake, wake up with the sunrise and do the best that I can Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Micah Jean, ladies and gentlemen that was absolutely beautiful um, that actually put me next to a campfire <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Right here is pretty sweet second. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh this is, yeah. This no, 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 no. We appreciate you being here again. You have to have the courage of a, a bull to be able to come in and after not seeing me for two years and saying, Okay, I'll I'll be part of your show. I'll be part of your 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 podcast. Um so again, if anyone wants to see this fine uh, gentleman, um, do you do you play around town uh, uh, much or? I play uh, Don Cheeks open mic Thursday night. Okay, excellent. I excellent. play Aaron Aragon's uh, open mic at uh, uh, Mark's Beer Garden. Oh, okay. And I'll be playing same place. I'll be playing a show with you. Uh, All right, I like it. I like it. But you're getting paid. <laughs> oh yeah bonus exactly that is a bonus and you know whatever else you care for it's it's on me my friend um so yes definitely come down check this fine 
gentlemen out and Mr. Brad Newman tomorrow night at Mark's Beer Garden from 6 to 9 p.m. here in lovely Prescott, Arizona. I want to thank Mr. Matt Santos for uh, hosting me and the Howling Coyote Radio Hour um, on milehighshow.com. And um, hopefully no one heard my dog scratching at the door or howling in the, uh, in the backyard during this, this podcast. Um, it is, it's an honor. Uh, we'll be doing this show every single month for um, hopefully the next until eternity. Um, and uh, I am happy to announce my uh, 2014 Howling Coyote Tour participants are going to be um mr darren mahoney with special guest miss sherry fincer and mr richie hart they're both international performers and we're going to be bringing them into the bay area and usually we play a lot of microbreweries but i think we're going to go for some vineyards this time and some wineries so do check us out we'll be there in the second third week of uh, july and I thank everyone for listening to the second episode of the Howling Coyote Radio Hour. Please go to www.howlingcoyotetour.com to check out um, all the artists I brought on the tour over the last, what now will be 14 years. And please come on down to Mark's Beer Garden uh, tomorrow night and check out Micah and Brad and me, and we'll be having a great time. So uh, thank you, Matt. And if anyone, again, wants to hear this, please go to www.milehighshow.com, episode two of the Howling Coyote Radio. This is Jim Sobo, signing out.